Blog Talk Radio. You've changed. That sparkle in your eye has gone. Your smile is just a careless young. You're bringing...
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalist, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Newton Mentari, and this is Mentalist Radio. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the real reason why the beast is going to be destroyed for slavery. Not, um, I'm going to tell you what put me in mind of this. Because hearing people ask about reparations, so-called black people, and people talking about what's owed to them, slavery, and I said I wasn't going to deal with these topics anymore. But I want to get behind the, um, the mental um, aspect of it, the logical aspect of it, you see, because stupidity, ignorance, uh, naivety, these things are all punished by um, having people who will come and take advantage. When you are naive, when you are trusting, when you are um, not seeing people for what they are or using your senses or your sensory to see people for what they are, when we are trusting of people, you know, this is the punishment we get. I told you slavery was so-called black people's fault. I said that slavery was the fault of so-called black people. Why do I say that? Because you can only blame, you, or you can only say that something a victim who's put um, who's a part of a um, crime. You can only claim that they are victims. They don't do anything to put themselves in harm's way. Well, I gave the analogy of the woman who goes out to the world or goes out to the street at night with the short skirt on and whatever, and she, or she walking around at night and somebody snatches up and rapes her or kills her or you never hear from her again. Do you say that that woman is to blame, as part to blame for that, or do you just put the blame on the perpetrator of the crime? Who does not the victim share some responsibility for what happened to them? Yeah, they do. Because you got people out here who feel as though, you know, a victim is not part of their own crime or not part of the own crime that takes place. When people do things to you, like I said, you have to, you should be asking yourself, well, what did I do? Uh, what did I, what kind of position did I put myself in to allow this to happen? What kind of position did I put myself in to allow this to happen? The answer for so-called black people is they trusted the so-called white man. That's that, and this is why they're paying for it. They trusted the so-called white man and all these other nations, just like they still do, and they're paying for it. Whenever our so-called people, so-called black people, trust anybody who is not their own, hell, can't even trust your own no more. But whenever we trust people who are not us to have our best interests at heart to, you know, think that they're going to do right by us, we always get a rude awakening. And slavery was the rudest awakening we got because we allowed the so-called white man to come onto these shores. We took care of him, Right? When Columbus and his people or the Puritans and all those people that made they start coming over here, when those people, these Caucasians started to come over here, and I'm going to just say even the so-called Asians who came over here and mixed in with us, and this is where your so-called Native American things start from. Some of our people mixed in with those Asians, and this is where you see the so-called um, Indians with dark skin and straight hair. 
with features like bronze people and they had slanted eyes and straight hair. That's the mixture of the Asian and the bronze people that were here, so-called black. But those of our people who did not mix who stayed amongst our own kind, these was instrumental and in, uh, going to those people, trying to befriend those people, trying to basically get resources, find out how to live on the land and survive, because they didn't know how to survive here. They did not know how to survive here. They did not, uh, not know how to grow food here. They did not know how to really look for certain animals to eat. They didn't have the tools to survive here. They were helped to survive here. They were shown how to work the land. They were shown how to uh, harvest land and whatnot and hunt food and things like that. They were shown how to do that, how to fish in certain waters. Our people showed them that. That's, a, that's part of what they don't want to answer and say. You know what they would rather say? They would rather say, they'd rather tell a lie that they, that they, told, they brought our people over from Africa as slaves. So they don't, they don't look as demonic and as evil as they really were. Because nothing is more demonic and evil than turning on people who helped you survive, turning on people who fed you, turning on people who showed you how to grow food. Again, don't believe that false narrative that it was these Asian or these Mongolian-looking so-called Indians, these Mongolian-Asian-looking Indians that helped the so-called white man. That's a lie. That's a total lie. It was our people that was helping him. Our people showed them how to farm land. You so called the so called Indians, like I told you, so called Asian looking Mongol Mongolian looking Indians, whenever you saw them, notice you never saw them on any farm anywhere. So how and to this day, Indians are not known as farmers. So how did the white man learn how to farm the land? How did he learn how to farm the land? How did he learn how to get food and things like that? Because the Indians, the so called Mongol Mongoloid Indians, the Asian looking Indians, they were always camping out somewhere. Now, again, this goes to show you that these people are not native to America because if they were, they would have good plots of land where they would be farming and living on that. The so-called Indians were living like like they were living on the campground. Every time you see them, they always camping out somewhere. They always got their tents up. They hunting for buffalo and things like that. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not living on no real good farmland or farming the land. They're not doing it. They hunting the land, and they living like they're camping out. So these could not have been the people who showed the so-called white man how to uh, farm the land, how to eat, how to grow food. Couldn't have been them. Couldn't have been them to show them that, because they never they never showed them doing that. See they see they cut out bits and pieces, a lot, huge chunks of, uh, of what really happened. You see, they rather than look like the backstabbing demonic people that they are that took advantage of our people and, you know, and their kindness and things like that, which to this day so-called black people still got kindness for the white man. They still got sympathy for them. That's like that song Mick Jagger said, sympathy for the devil. Our people still got sympathy for them, so-called black people. Why? Because now they have become kindred spirits. A lot of you so-called black people are just as demonic as they are. And how you were demonic back then, is by trusting these people because I'm pretty sure you had people back here who was like, nah, we don't want to deal with them. And then you had that contingency of people like, no, nah, they cool, they 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 come in here, they we should help them and things like that. Because trust me, you ain't coming to no, you're not coming to no land nowhere, not knowing nobody, not knowing, and you gonna start eating. You wouldn't even survive. You wouldn't even survive. You see, you got to get with the native people, and they got to show you how to work the land. 
you see, because they was coming from place like England, and they didn't they didn't have no real skills or nothing like that. They was dirty and, uh, and toe up and everything else, and coming over here, and you know, just basically taking um, from our people. That's all. Learning what they learned from our people, playing like, oh, you know. Uh, we all good neighbors and we're friends. That's where they get that whole nonsense of Thanksgiving from. You know, we all good people, we all friends or whatever, and they just started slaughtering our people. Once they got in the position where they felt as though they knew how to work the land, they knew the, the, uh, um, the uh, how to get the resources out of the land, they learned all this stuff, you know, basically to feed themselves. Then they felt like, yo, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and just start taking their stuff. More and more of our people come over here, we're just going to start murdering these people, taking their stuff, and setting up a society over here. Basically, we're going to follow out the society that was already set up here because, again, like I told you, the society that was set up, there was already a govern, governmental society set up over here when they came here. And they just basically copied that and brought their people over and strong on the government, strong on the society, just basically strong on the land. But, like I said, that first initial. Um, that first initial contact that they made, they came as so-called friends, came smiling, giving trinkets, whatever the case may be, acting like, hi, neighbor, you know, kind neighbor, and all this other stuff, and then eventually they set up shop. So they basically, and they and you got the Caucasians, they'll admit it to this day. They know the history, but they won't say it was so-called black people that helped them. They'll say it was these so-called fake Native Americans, these fake Indians, these, which are really nothing but Asians that came over from across the Bering Straits. So our part in our own victimization, our part in this slavery thing is 50-50, a little more than that. I will say more than 50 on our part because we trusted these people, and this is why we pay it. We trusted these people. We let these people into our home, and this is what they did. Wherever we, wherever so-called white man comes into you let him in. He he's always let in. He never just comes into a country. Not even today. He never just comes into a country and does a hostile takeover. It don't work like that. They come in smiling, bringing gifts. You see, they come in smiling, bringing gifts, acting like they everything is fair, seeming we we good people and we only want to help and we want to just be good neighbors. That's how they always doing. Of course, you got these simple ass black people back then and today that trust them. And for your stupidity, for your naivety, for you, for your uh, 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 Aunt Jemima and Uncle Tom mindset that trusted these Caucasians, these strangers, and these Asians that came over here, the ones crossed the Bering Straits, you see, we got slavery. We got slavery for our stupidity. Slavery was our punishment for breaking rule number one, which is trust no one who is not your kind. See, that's a hard thing black people have a um, have a you know issue with trusting people who are not your own kind. Because trust me, the so-called white man, even if they laying down with you, they laying up with you, they don't trust you. So-called black people, they don't. They don't trust you. And it's always a thing where they feel as though they're going to be or they are better than you. They don't trust you. You're not their kind. You can never get away from it. And so our punishment for our stupidity was slavery. And we were meant to serve out our um, punishment of slavery to the beast. We were meant to serve out our punishment and go up under them for our stupidity and trusting them. 
our naivety instead of slaughtering them when they came here or sending them back where they came from and not allowing them to come on the grounds on the shores again. But all this had to take place because we were supposed to get smarter from this. And we didn't get any smarter because if you look at right now, gentrification, right? Don't, ain't, don't so-called black people do the same thing when they come to your neighborhoods? You let the, the, the uh, so-called white man come in, the Jews, all of them could come in there to your neighborhoods and buy up your buildings, buy up everything. They, you can't go to their neighborhood and do that, though. You can't go to a Jewish neighborhood and buy nothing. But you'll come there just um, flash some cash because they know how you so-called black people are. You don't value anything. You don't value your community. You don't value your people. You, you just value cash. So all they got to do is flash some cash, and you'll sell over the whole damn neighborhood. Well, the Asians come set up shop, you'll support them, but you can't go in their neighborhood. You can't go in Chinatown and set up a damn thing. That's the reality of it, you see. And y'all seem to be comfortable with it being that way, where every you, you love everybody, you trust everybody who's not your own kind, but they don't love or trust you. They don't care about you. They just use you. And you will continuously be under these people because of your naivety and your want and your desire to be in submission to these people, thinking by thinking that you are being friendly to these people, by thinking that you are being fair with these people, you're actually putting yourself under the submission of these people because they have no, they have no, um, they have no real um, concern of sharing anything with you. They have, you know, whenever they come amongst you, their whole mindset is they come in and take from you, take from your neighborhood, take from the people here, rape the neighborhood take everything out of there and bring it back to their people. That's their mindset whenever they come in. So if they got to come in and play nice and smile in your face and whatnot, sometimes they ain't even smile in your face. It's just, nigga, give me your money, especially with the Asians. Nigga, give me your money or get out my store. And that's fine. Stay out their store. Stay out their store. That's like the so-called black female who get her ass whipped in the nail salon or in the beauty supply store when, you know, when the Asian, the Asian store want to catch you uh, or whatever. If you're lingering too long, they say you're stealing or whatever the case may be. Like I said, catch you lingering too long, they call on the police or they're jumping on you and beating your ass. And that's what you get. You deserve it. You deserve that. That's part of your punishment for patronizing these people, for going in their stores and spending money with people who do not, do not, do not regard you in any way as friends or neighbors. They regard you solely as the people who are to be raped financially of all that you got. Give me what you got and get out my store. That's their mentality. Give me what you got, nigga. Get out my store. You see? So you should stay out of their stores, be at their Chinese restaurants, Stay out of their restaurants, stay out of their beauty supply stores. You see, that's what you need to do. And anybody who is not on that page, like I said, you need to ostracize those people. You should not give people leverage to hurt you. You should not give people leverage to uh, uh, um, take you, take your your home, take your property, take your areas, and just basically make um, make money out of them, right? And not, it's not even about making money and giving back. We don't want to give back because we should be owning stores in our own neighborhoods, and we should be giving back to ourselves. It ain't about, I hear the most pathetic arguments so for black people be like, 
oh, you know, if the Asian man opened up a, opened up a store, he should get a black person a job there because you're in the neighborhood. No, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be opening up no stores nowhere in your neighborhood. They shouldn't be opening up no stores nowhere in your neighborhood because you can't open up nothing in your in their neighborhood. Go down to any Chinatown, see if you can open up any stores. Go down, go into any Jewish neighborhood and see if you can open a store. Go there and see if you can buy a house. They're not doing it, but nobody accuses them of being racist. Nobody accuses them of being that. That's they, 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 they doing what they're supposed to do. That's regular. You do it, it's racist. You do it, you don't want to spend your money with these people. It's something wrong with you. You tell your people to stop spending money, even though so-called black people are not going to listen. Because, see, blacks who don't get it through their heads. They want to be like everybody else. They want to be and they want to embrace everybody else. They bind into this foolishness that we all the same. People are just people. And, see, we had that mentality going back, you know, into the 1700s and then. We had that mentality. And that's why we where we at right now. Let me take a quick call. Take a quick call. 704. <clears throat> Menzak, Menzor. Menzak. I was just going to add that um, it even seemed like slavery was after making the same mistake twice. Since um, I think you mentioned before that even in um, the, uh, I guess, like ancient, like Nubia, Egypt, whatever it's called, but um, that uh, they let like the, like what? if they were, like, Greeks or whatever, they let them come into, like, their kingdoms there, too. They let them do that. And then, like, um, that's when they that's when they got shut down. That's when Egypt got shut down and integrated and all of that. And then, you know, it was almost like that was, like, the wake-up call to say don't let it happen. And then they let it happen again over in America, and that's when they go into slavery. It's like, you know, it's like they even yeah. had a chance to – chance to fix it so it's almost like yeah it's even more so that they kind of deserve that type of punishment because you know it's like it still don't get through them and then again like how you saying they still doing it to this day so um yeah i just wanted to add that that it's like it's a lesson mm-hmm. that's been constantly not getting through people's heads so like hard-headed all through time basically exactly exactly and this is going to keep revisiting the so-called black race until they're gone, until they become meshed in with the gray race. Because I don't really get how you still have so-called black women. They, they, they must, they got to be, they got to be, um, you know, pointed out as renegades. These black females who are laying with the beast, laying with these humans, they got to be pointed out as renegades. And these black males that's doing the same thing have to be pointed out as renegades and traitors to our people. That's what they got to be pointed mm-hmm. out is, and they got to be cut off from our people. You see, once yeah. you take out the garbage, once you take the garbage out, you extract the garbage from your race of people. Then you'll have a better, then you'll have a better trajectory on which to, you know, move forward and to grow. But as long as that's not being, um, long as that's not being uh, pushed, as long as that's not being, you know, kept up front on code that way. Like I said, this is going to continue to happen. You know, this is, you know, like I said, we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, black people live in perpetual Groundhog Day where they hand over everything they got, and then when they get mistreated, and like like I said, it gave a good example of the gentrification going around in these neighborhoods, especially in New York where I'm at, like Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem, Bed-Stuy, Brownsville. 
they basically letting this na- these neighborhoods be gentrified by these Caucasians coming from everywhere. And, and you know, they come in, they come in smiling, hey, how you doing, neighbor, and this and the third, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And next thing you know, they'll be in these places, and there'll be more of them moving in. Next thing you know, you walk into the place where they was welcoming you before a year later. Oh, um, you know anybody in here? Oh, you know, they want they don't want you in there after a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how they do. Oh, you know, what, you walking around in your area where you grew up at, and you looking around, they asking you, you know anybody in here? Or you know anybody on this block? They'll start doing stuff like that. You see? And they yeah, were just man, moving in there years, two years ago. And that's what yeah, happened with America. It, mm-hmm. yeah, what happened it, with it don't even matter. Right here. Got it, got it. Yeah, no, my bad. It was... I was just going to say, it don't even matter if you really were in the area before them, you know, like you could literally basically own the area, work in the area. You can go in there full on in uniform and they look at you like they're scared or things like that. And then um, on the topic of like seeing them as traders, seeing the ones that want to mix and everything, it's, it's like, it's not even that hard for them to see because even they, even they know that there's something off about it because, you know, you might just walk past them on the street and you could just accidentally look at them. You're not even thinking anything. And then they'll look down. They might look a little ashamed or nervous when you're just walking by. Right, absolutely. Don't even say anything. Yeah, yeah it's like it's, it's like that undertone you were talking about, too. You know, everybody everybody already knows. They just don't want to face it, you know? Yeah. 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 That's because, like I said, you know, you de- when you're dealing with people who have a, you know, because you gotta, you, you know, you gotta start at what the root of the problem is. When you're dealing with people who are weak-minded and off code, you know, with their own kind. When you're dealing with weak-minded people, because you're always gonna have it. You're gonna have the weak ones who they'll say stupid stuff like, "Oh, why I gotta be like that? We all the same. Why you gotta be racist for saying what you're saying?" And this, that, and third. And these will be the same ones who will turn around. And the police will be shooting their children or doing something to them, and whatever the case may be, or somebody and you in the neighborhood with these Caucasians, and you walking through the neighborhood, they calling the police on you. They want you out of their neighborhood, but you invite them into your neighborhood. They can walk around freely in your neighborhoods. Yeah. Yep, and then the black ones but, will be the same the one they want to justify. The same black people, but the same black people will make it hell on their own people in the neighborhood. They won't make it hell on the so-called white men. You can, the white yeah. man can go up in the project and walk around. They won't say nothing to him. Like one, if you go to the project and you, and you don't look like nobody know, they step into you, who you know over here. They don't do that to the white man or the Asian man, the Arab man. He could walk in, walk up in the buildings and stuff like that. They're not going to say a damn thing to him and won't touch him either because they're nah. a bunch of sambos, coons, and sellouts. That's why I say I don't want to hear nothing from these people. The biggest sambos, coons, and sellouts is the thugs and the drug dealers and all the Negroes that claim they're so tough and they bout it, bout it, but they only do their own kind like that. Those are the worst cowards. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. They really love the beast. Yeah. They got the mark of the beast on them heavy. These gang members and these drug dealers, they, they're the biggest problem. Yeah. Right. But um, that's all I had to add. I'll let you continue. So, yeah, we have to be mindful of those types of people, man. See, nobody's going to know like we know. 
Nobody's going to say it the way we say it. You see, nobody's going to recognize the problem like we recognize it. And like I said, it's just something wrong with so-called black people. And I told you the term goes right back to black people because, you know, that term black people, you know, it says something to people. And more and more you listen to it and you pay attention to black people, it sounds like outcast. It is meant to be that. Black people is meant, a terminology meant to be outcast. People were cast out from everybody else. And we start having this idea in our head that, okay, well, since we cast it out from society, then, damn, we can't do that to nobody else. We can't cast nobody out. We can't be uh, – um, we shouldn't be like that just because people treat us like that. We shouldn't be treating people like that. That's the, that's the stance we take. Oh, two wrongs don't make a right. You see, that's the stance we take. We shouldn't treat other people like how they treat us. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Who are you trying to prove something to because you can sit up here and beat that dead horse about, oh, well, I'm going to be better than they are. I'm not going to treat them like how they treat us. We're going to be better, and we're going to take that. No. You only, that only sounds good to you, to the people who are who you're trying to make feel bad about it or make them feel guilty. I'm going to let you know right now they don't feel guilty. They don't feel as though they did anything wrong. They feel that you are stupid, naive, and they would you would just you were there to be taken advantage of. That's how they feel about you. That you are stupid, naive, and that you were to be taken advantage of. And that's not supposed to be of the people for the people of Amun. Ain't nothing supposed to go over on us. Ain't nothing supposed to be put over on us. But like I said, black people have this have adopted this simple minded mentality and they don't think much of themselves, so they think anybody is better than them. They'll let their children, their daughters marry these other races. People let them bring them in. But these other races make sure they tell them, don't bring no black people home and whatnot. Don't bring no black people home to my house. And they write. The Caucasians is right when they say they don't want no black people in their family. They write. The Asians are right when they say they don't want no black people in their family. They write. The Arabs, the East Indians, they write when they say what they say because we're not supposed to be mixed with them. We're not supposed to be mixed with them, and they're not supposed to be amongst us in our neighborhoods, mixing with our people. And anybody that had a problem with that, they should be considered public enemy number one, the biggest problem, which I'm pretty sure you had a lot of coons back then during the time of the, uh, of the um, Puritans or the so-called pilgrims or, you know, whatever those people. They, they was the ones, they was the ones, you know, they, they was finding these kind Negroes who wanted to ingratiate themselves and let everybody in, you see. Because, you know, they say we had this idea in our head that, oh, you know, uh, uh, we didn't see land or property as people being able to own that. That I don't, I don't, you know, if that is the case, which I don't think it is, if that was the case, because we had some a, a, a government, some sort of government set up here at one time, some sort of society. So obviously when you set up a society or a government, you're taking hold of the land. You're taking responsibility of the land. You're governing the land, and thus you're governing the people. But like I said, that's like today. I'm going to tell you, that's like today if a bunch of um, – and the white man showed you. He showed you an Independence Day. If a bunch of aliens come from another planet and say they're going to take over the planet or take over America, a bunch of aliens would have come from another planet, and they had – the superior weaponry and things like that. What the white man show you he gonna do? He gonna fight to the death. He ain't giving it up. He gonna fight. He's like, nah. He ain't giving over this society. You see, 
And that's how our people should have been when they came here. They should have got their ass turned right around and sent where they were, or they should have been slaughtered right there. Just like that, because that's what the white man would have did. That's what he would have did. Don't sit up here and, you know, blame him or blame or blame or blame anyone for doing doing uh, doing what he would have did. Because had it been reversed, had we came over to um, someplace in Europe, even though we was in Europe first, but someplace, let's say they took over. Right now, you go to certain places in Europe, they don't want you there. You go to a place like Ireland and Germany and places like this hostile place, you know, and they got these places where they don't want you in these countries. You see, right now, they territory. And we should have been the same exact way. We should have been territorial as well. Because when you're not territorial, when you allow uh, 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 people, because, again, when, when there's going to be an invasion in your homeland and your people are going to be taken over, first and foremost, it's always going to be the people that come into your house and they're going to be smiling in your face and calling themselves your brother and, and trying to be cool with y'all. It's always going to be those people that's doing that. They're going to come into your face and they're going to try and get with the people who they're cool with. You know, they're going, they're going to befriend some coons, some local neighborhood coons, you see. And once they befriend the local neighborhood coons and bedwinches who want to be down with them and whatnot, and they, and they start hanging around them and going to a little club they just bought in the black neighborhood. You know, they bought the little black club on the corner that, you know, all of a sudden the guys, the niggas that own it, they couldn't pay, um, pay the um, mortgage or they lost the building. All of a sudden these Caucasians come in, these young Caucasians, like I've seen in the bedside where these young Caucasians come in and buy the damn building and they run the, they run in the spot. Because, see, when they come in and buy those spots like that, that's for them. That's for them. They'll take your black money right now. You see, when they come in and buy the little uh, little bars and little clubs and things like that in black neighborhoods, because, you know, I've seen it up first, close firsthand, these young white hipsters, you know, who you think are so liberal and liberated and stuff like these young white hipsters that come into black neighborhoods. The next thing you know, they, own, they open up restaurants. They're opening up clubs. They're opening up all these businesses in your neighborhood, right? You know, that's that's not really for you. That's for them. They're trying to build a community on top of y'all. They're coming in your neighborhood when they gentrify to build a community in place of you on top of you. They're they not even thinking about you. They're thinking about the time when you're going to be gone. They're working together already. They already know each other. they patronizing each other. They're doing what they do. And they're not thinking about you because they'll only use you so, you know, like they, I say, we're we trying to get to know the natives, so we'll get the coons and the, and the coons and the sambos and the ancient miners, the ones who love us and whatnot, and we'll, and they'll, they'll, we'll let them hang around us, and they'll let us know about the neighborhood and, and everything. Next thing you know, when they don't need you no more, then they're going to just go ahead and get rid of you. They're going to stop dealing with you. Next thing you know, they're going to have a club, they bar, and they're going to have their own white friends in there, and they're going to be looking at you like, nigga, what you doing in our neighborhood? That's what they're going to do. I told you the story of when me and the brothers was out in the street, and we was, uh, you know, I'm teaching on the streets years ago, and a, a straight white dude with blonde hair, this guy was eating out of the damn garbage can. Now, he probably was some white boy who came from uh, uh, the Midwest somewhere. You know, like these Caucasians coming, that's coming to New York, and these cities, they're coming from the Midwest and things like that. Here this guy was, he probably came from the Midwest, and, probably was a damn mess head or a sherm head or whatever. You know, they like the mess or the opioids and mess head uh, uh, um, 
come over here, and he probably got kicked out where he was at, so he's eating out the garbage can and asking black people for money. So I just say, yeah, look at this. This so-called white man, look how much he's falling. Eating out the damn garbage can and asking black people for money. You know, he called, he, he turned around and called me a nigger, and that was beautiful. I'm glad he did that. Called, called me and the brothers monkeys and called us niggas and threw up the Hitler sign. This is a white man, a blind, dirty white man, caveman, eating out of the damn garbage can, asking niggas for money, and they was giving him money. And then I told him, he just called me a nigger. They all looking at me like they shocked. That, 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 that told you, that, that's the mentality that's still around. They was giving the dirty white man money. I don't see plenty of these in these neighborhoods where the so-called white man, they, they come in these neighborhoods, they, they digging in the damn garbage can. You see? They digging in the damn garbage can. They asking for money and things like that. They don't, they sitting around begging in your neighborhood. That, oh, oh, how they falling. But see, the coons will always help them rise. The coons will always help them rise. So you always got to be mindful of that coon class. You see, they always got to be, they, 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 like I said, they, they be, be mindful of the coon class because they're the ones that's going to always help the beast stay in power, even to this day. And that's how it was back then. You see? Yeah. That's how it is to this day. Then in mind, always. Always that there's going to be people who are not totally on board with supremacy, with the real true supremacy, righteous supremacy. I'm not talking about no black supremacy. There's no black supremacy. The people who are on board with righteous supremacy, with bright supremacy, the people who are on board with that, this is what you have to have, the type of people you have to have around you. This is the type of mindset and the energy you have to have around you. So when I, the question is, what is the real reason why the beast is going to be destroyed for slavery? Not for the actual slavery, the actual work, but for the degeneracy that he put on it. Raping women, raping men, raping children, beating people to death, you know, killing people in horrific ways. All the things under the beast, all of the things that we went through under the beast. You see, that energy is still heavy on the planet. That energy didn't go anywhere. That demonic animalistic mindset is still in these people. And it's still in you so-called black people who accept it. It's like that coon spirit, that coon sample anti-mime spirit that want to submit to that type of behavior and want to subject your people to that is still here. And that's the reason why he's being punished. It's not because of the actual slavery, because slavery was something that we, we, we earned that. We earned the slavery. That was our punishment. We were supposed to be worked hard like being in prison. Uh, you you know how you, you commit a crime? Because we did commit a crime. We did commit a crime. The crime we committed was trusting them. That was the crime we committed. Trusting these trusting these people were not our people. That was the fundamental crime that we committed. You see, that was the a crime where we broke the law of nature. Because you do know some of our people laid with these people. As they came over and mixed their seed, gave them ways, and, you know, uh, they did all this stuff. And so our punishment was slavery for being so naive, for being so stupid. Like the brother brought up in the first part, he said, 
You know, the same thing happened to us in ancient Egypt, and not just in ancient Egypt, but in other places as well. Same thing happened. We got the land. We got everything. We got our society set up. But then here they come. Here they come. And then you're going to have these so-called black people. Oh, hey, let's help them out. Let's welcome them in. Let's help them out. Let's bring them in amongst us. Then as soon as you do that, the doors open. They bringing in their people. They mounting up a defense. They making sure they, they, they flooding your neighborhood with their kind. Next thing you know, it's their neighborhood. You see, everybody know they can do that with black people. Everybody know you can go anywhere in the black neighborhood and set up shop, and ain't nobody going to bother you. So I don't know where this nonsense comes from where they go, oh, you know, you can't be, you know, don't go in no black neighborhood. And that's bullshit. You, any, and if you if you are Arab, an Asian, a Caucasian, whatever, Jew, whatever you are, you can go up in black neighborhoods and get money. Everybody men know that. You can go over there and get money, get property, get all this stuff. They'll let you can go in there and do that. It's happening all over the place, New York, New Jersey, Los Angeles, wherever, Philadelphia, all being gentrified. You think that's happening by mistake? That's happening on purpose. You see, I was I heard a story about um the guys gambling huff the ones who started the Philadelphia the Philly Sound the Philly Soul thing. Then some white man came in. Here it is. They had a historic building with all of the hits that were recorded from Patti LaBelle to the OJ's to all of to the uh, um to the uh, um spinners and all these groups they came with. All that Philly soul stuff and that greatest music ever produced in the seventies from Philadelphia Soul, you know, they was like the you know, they they was doing their thing in the seventies, you know, like like what Motown was. They was in the seventies in Philadelphia. The music was pumping out of Philadelphia. In fact, it was a brother out of Philadelphia who came with that four on the floor drum beat that is the foundation of what's called disco music. They want to act like disco music came from somewhere in Europe, somewhere that's a lot that's nonsense. It came from a so called bronze man here out of Philadelphia. But you see how they take hold of and take charge of things, and they basically start to push you into the background. But you got to let them in the door first. That's how the bees do. You invite them in, and they'll eventually take what you got. They'll eventually take what you got and figure out how to get everything from you. I remember I had this Caucasian come on the show, and he basically admitted, yeah, you know, you, y'all let us see. They, he was drunk. He probably drank some damn Budweiser. You know, that's that's they, that's they, that's they be a choice, the Budweiser. Or some damn uh, what, I forget whatever whatever um, they drank It's basically Budweiser or some damn Michelob, and they get up some Michelob and some wine, and they start telling the truth about how they really think and how they really feel. And see, race is always in their mind. Race is always in their mind. Race and what to do with your people that they're gonna basically usurp you. That's always in their mind. That they're better than you. That they're smarter than you. That's always in their mind. So, of course, when they come amongst you, they're trying to figure out what to take from you. They're trying to figure out what to, what can they get out of you. You say, especially if you own something, if you're in your neighborhood, that's how they think when you come amongst them. They like, you know, they don't really mess with you like that. You see, they don't mess with you. They don't deal with you. They would rather try to figure out what they can take from you. You see, and that hasn't changed. You see, wherever you are, that hasn't changed. And like I said, our our people have this naive mindset, this naive mentality as to, you know, what we go through and, you know, how things shift with us 
because that's the stupidity that comes along with us, that stupidity that put us into slavery. And like I said, his only crime was the degeneracy that come along with it, the rape, the uh, breaking up the families, you see, all of that. But then again, you cannot ask the people who you give yourself in bondage to, you cannot ask them or ask them or dictate to them how they treat you. They're going to treat you how they want to treat you. And you have to ask yourself, where did all of this anger and this hate come from? Where did all this anger and hate? You got to have a lot of anger and hate and demonic energy in you to want to rape men, rape women, rape children, send people everywhere, break up their family, people, because they didn't want to work for you. Force people to work for you. How demonic is that? How sick is that? And to this day, that's how you know the so-called white man ain't changed because ain't none of them really think that what they did was wrong. I don't care what they say, oh, that was messed up, but, but they still benefiting from it. You know when you think it's wrong? When y'all pack up and leave. When you say, you know what, we got all this based off of what we did to your people. They ain't trying to say that. They don't care what they did. Hell, they proud of what they did. And you still got the same simple-ass Negroes here. Oh, everybody ain't that way. They all like that. I told you that. Stop lying to yourself. Even if they're not coming out calling you a nigga, in their mind they still think that because they are mentally ill and they are mentally slow. And like I said, part of that animal, that animal genetic makeup in them makes them those predators. That animal genetic makeup in them makes them those predators. So like I said, you think if you take a wild animal, a wild dog, mix that into the mind of a person with genetic material, you're going to have all kinds of conflicting behavior, animalistic behavior, because of that animal nature, that animal instinct to become territorial and attack and take things from people. Because if you allow, just like today, if there's a, if, if there's a animals, if animals live next to people, like wolves and whatever case is, you know they're going to try and come and take over in your area. Wolves and all these other types of animals in the jungles and when are in, in the wilderness, they're going to come, if they're, if they're going to leave from their areas and they're going to venture out to see where other areas they can take over, they'll go amongst people, and if they can come in a pack and, and, and you know, the people don't kill them and move them back and, you know, just show them that you can't come here and don't kill them, they're going to get come into your area and take over. They're going to be hunting in your area. They're going to be hunting you. They're gonna live up in your house if you if you if they if you allow them to. So this is the same energy that the, that the humans are operating on. They operate on the same energy as animals. There's no boundaries for them. They have no boundaries. They're gonna come and take what you got. Animals do that all the time. And if you come into their areas, they're gonna attack you. Tell me that's not this, that mindset of the so-called white men and all these other races out here. They got that animalistic territorial mindset because I told you the humans are nothing but animals. And I'm not being racist when I say that. I'm being, I'm being as they say, so-called uh, 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 scientific and technical about it. That's the animal genetic material in them that makes them want to take from you and take territory and mark their territory. That's why they do that. And because our people didn't realize that, because our people learned not, they, they didn't learn not to trust strangers. This is why we're in the predicament we're in. And this is our punishment. And here's the time where we have to free ourselves from the punishment, and it's not working. Our people still, still don't get it. 
They still don't get it. We'll be right back. You've changed. That sparkle in your eye has gone. Your smile is just a careless yawn. You're breaking my heart. You've changed. You've changed.
All right. I'm going to take a call. Let me try something. One, one, one. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I have a couple of questions I'd like to uh, ask of you. Okay. All right. I noticed that you've entitled your show, um, The Beast Will Be Punished for Slavery. Let me see. Well, let me see. Yeah, Why the Beast is Going to Be Destroyed for Slavery. Yeah. And, and before, before you I, ask me the question, wait, 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 wait. Before you ask me the question, why did you block out your number? I always do, sir. With any call I make on are the you, internet. Are you, uh, before, before, before you ask me a question, are you going to do anything crazy or say anything degenerate that I'm going to hang up on you? I really don't think so, sir, unless you consider rational uh, disagreement to be something being hung up on. Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Dad, let me hear you what you're going to say. All right, plus, trust me, sir, I'm not a troll. Believe me, I'm not. Okay. I'm actually okay. here to ask legitimate questions. That legitimate question is, the title of your show is The Real Reason Why the Beast is Going to Be Destroyed. I make my remarks. I'd like to simply ask, since I missed much of your show, I just tuned in to it. I was listening to the jazz, pretty good jazz you had on, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to know, I, 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 so I, I, don't, I missed much of the premise of the show, so I'd just like to ask in specifics, who is the beast that's going to be destroyed for slavery and what slavery when? First and foremost, the beast is the ones who thought it was okay to partake in slavery, you so-called white people, and the black people that helped you. Well, you do realize that all of those people, at least with regard to the United States, are now dead and have been for quite some time. I, I get that, but the mindset is still here. The people who are benefiting from it, this is what I have an issue with, people who say, Oh, these people are long dead and gone, but the energy that they put onto this thing and the energy that continues with this thing is going, and the people who are benefiting from it, the Caucasian people who are benefiting from it, now the Asians who are going to benefit from it as well, this is ongoing. And the so-called blacks who helped you or helped the uh, Caucasians do this, they're, they're also in alignment with it as well. This is really judgment. Okay. Uh, well, uh just as a, a matter of counterpoint, I, I, well, I will acknowledge the racist, oppressive history of the United States with regard to slavery and its institutions. I no longer think that institution has any prevailing ill effects on the black community of today. I don't think That's so at all. I think there are innumerable other problems that have predominance over slavery. And I'm not saying slavery is utterly insignificant or not a factor. But I'm saying if you're going to put a list of it, out of 100 factors, I'd probably put it maybe 97 down the list. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. Do you think you, – uh, well, let me ask you something. I'm not going to attack you. Talk about the legacy of slavery. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Are you a so-called white man? I have been a black man for 69 of my years of life. I grew up in the Jim Crow era. I remember seeing the – Colored and white found, colored drinking fountains when I went to visit my relatives in the south from Chicago. I uh, uh, was admonished to behave politely toward white women in particular so I wouldn't wind up like Emmett Till. I got beaten by white mobs as my Chicago neighborhood got racially integrated. So I know firsthand the evils of racism and oppression. No one has to tell me about them. I experienced them firsthand in the form of fists on my little young body. Okay. 
And how do so, you feel so about So I'm saying this? I got a perspective on all this that I think, um, you know, uh, given the fact that those conditions no longer exist today. In fact, we've got all too many white people literally groveling for things they had utterly no responsibility for or implementing or doing, and in fact ignoring very real slavery that's going on today in the 21st century. Okay, you saying that these things are not happening today? You're saying that racism just totally disappeared. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, sir, I'm not saying that at all. I think racism because, you know, exists now. I think it will always exist because it is a failing of human nature, and it exists in all peoples and groups. Okay, but and that's fine, but it really oh. does not exist. Oh, let me just say this. That really hasn't been the case with so-called black people. Black so-called black people have been the most inviting people when it comes to having other races come into land that we occupied. You do know that our people occupied America first, and that this whole lie that we were brought over here on slave ships from Africa is starting to be more debunked more and more. And that the people who are being called so-called Native Americans or Asians are not the Native people here. These people came over to Bering Strait, the Asians who came over and crossed in here and mixed with our people. So even the so-called Asians who mixed in with our people to create what you're calling Indians and now, they're not even native to this land. My point being is that people have always come into our lands, be they Asians, Caucasians, East Indians, people who are not our people time and time and time again. And we've been dumb enough to accept these people and open our arms to these people and then have these people turn around and put a knife in our back and whatnot, and get hold over our people and take hold over our people. So this is what I'm talking about, the stupidity of our people for allowing this to happen because if it was turned around, this wouldn't have happened. They would not have allowed this to happen. Well, uh, I would love to get into a debate with you about the anthropological significance of the people who first crossed the Bering Straits to become Native Americans, as they put it, but I kind of like to focus the conversation a little bit more on the you know legacy of slavery as we generally understand it, and uh, and into the issue you just addressed a moment ago, uh, whether or not uh, black people are welcoming and have been. And I you know I would kind of agree with you that for the most part black people were very um, I don't know if the word is understanding, uh, certainly wouldn't say it was accepting, but uh, would accommodate the existence of the historical oppressions of slavery and all the things that happened to them and kind of put it all in perspective and context, that was once upon a time with black people of other generations. I think the current generation of black people has been indoctrinated to a sense of entitlement and a sense of grievance more so than anything else, and in particular a demand for reparations for things that cannot be reparated. And you know what? That's one thing I agree with you on. I don't think black people should get reparations. I think black people, so-called black people, because even that term black, which I'll get into in a second, I don't think people should be getting money for for allowing or having, you know, people coming and being naive and allowing people to take hold of your land. You see, again, black people should not get reparations for their naivety and trust in these Caucasian people who came in and overtook their land. So, no. Okay. They should, All right, they but should, another thing, too, uh, with regard to... Let me finish my point on this. Hold on. They should take it and learn from this and know that there's never anything that can be paid and nor can there ever be any forgiveness. Never. 
Okay, I understand that. Uh, I might agree with much of it. But I think that with regard to expressions, at the very least, at least with regard to expressions of either racism or bigotry, which might be a bit more accurate, but I'm not going to quibble over the matter, racism or bigotry, with regard to open expressions of it, nobody is more openly racist or bigoted than the majority of black people who speak out on it today. I think white people at the very least have learned to at least conceal their racism and bigotry for better or for worse. And they're almost cowed to speak honestly about their feelings about race, whereas black people express it at the most inappropriate and utterly inappropriate of situations. Whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You are so for a black man standing here, 69 years old, after all the hell you've been through in a country that's really your own, because if you were born here, you're native born here, your mother and father born here, and nine times out of ten, you are native to America. Your people been here. And all the hell that was put on our people and continues to get put on our people in this society, you got the nerve to say that we are the problem in expressing it at a certain time. We should be able to express whatever we want, when the hell we want in this country. I didn't country. say because that, the white man, I didn't oh, let, say oh, that black people were the problem. Um, no, let me finish. I didn't say that. I'm, okay, what I'm saying is that you know, rather than, you know, my thing is that so-called black people should learn from this experience that they have undergone under these different races of people and become more galvanized by that, you know, more galvanized and focused collectively as a people in order to move on and move out of this whole black phase. You know, the fact that we're sitting here calling ourselves black people is a misnomer. Nobody's black. Our skin is not black. So I, that was the terminology that came from Caucasian people calling us black. Austin is not black. That was their attempt at making a lower class and an upper class in which they would cast themselves as the upper class and us as the lower class. So just by the fact that you're even still referring to yourself as a so-called black man and playing the black and white game, that's a that's a form of, you know, uh, uh, slavery yeah, filling your mind. Okay, sir, sir, understand this. There is no more dishonest discussion in the United States today in discussions about race, and I don't care whether it's white people talking about race or black people talking about race. It's utterly dishonest. It's intellectually bereft and bankrupt. Now, if you want to look for an anthropological term for black people, and I have to use this term because it's a common currency of the day, I understand it's anthropologically inaccurate, okay? I understand that. But that's what everybody uses now because it's the common currency lingua franca. So I use it. I don't like it, but it's the way it's come to develop over these years. It's not anthropologically correct. Caucasoid people means a definite thing anthropologically and genetically, because now we can do DNA testing. By the way, I have had three DNA tests done on me from three different DNA companies, and they all substantively agree with each other, so I'm satisfied with their conclusions. But again, if you want and to have an anthropologically correct term, then you're right. We shouldn't use the word black. Negroid would be more accurate, has its caucasoid and mongoloid. But no, nobody wants not. to use them because no, they're politically not. incorrect and they're considered to be offensive. No, so they would not. What everybody else let, me stop. Uh, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Negroid. Negro means black. So no, it would not be Negroid. correct. Negroid. Negroid is, again... 
that come from Negro. It's, we're not Negro. We're not taking on. See, again. Okay, where does Parkazoid come from? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, hold on. That's mountains again, in uh, Russia. Hold on, hold on, hold on, brother, hold on. You know, again, taking on terminologies from so-called white people and allowing people to identify our people, that's dead. That's dead. Okay, so what, what word no, would you prefer to use that would be anthropologically accurate? I don't care about what's anthropologically. All that's a bunch of nonsense from white people. I don't want to hear that. No, thank you. Okay, so you we don't have a name. You just don't like the fact okay, that I use the word black. Name for our, we're going forward with a name for our people. And the people that want to hang on to the anthropological and all this nonsense that they really got from the white man who pulled it out of his ass, making up stuff, trying to just basically cast people well, in we class, got, we, class, lower class. Let me finish. Lower class and less class. We're not answering to that anymore. No, thank you. All right. Sir, we got we got um, you know we got disinfecting water from white people too, and you know the theory of germ the germ theory of disease from white people too has a scientific discipline, but we don't get rid of it because white people came up with it as a scientific discipline. Some things are valuable no matter who came up with them. Now well, I understand you not, have this antipathy well, toward anthropo- anthropologists and the way they have labeled people. Okay, I get it. But you got to substitute it with something that's valid, and we got to have a common okay. way of communicating. Now I don't like using the word okay. black either. As I said, whether I accept anthropology or not, black is pretty bad. It doesn't describe genetically what the people that originated in Africa and spread out across the world and had the uh, genetic alterations or mutations or however you want to put them and became distinct races of people. It does not describe them. Okay, so, so basically uh, whatever we use, oh, oh. whatever we use, we need to agree upon a term that is more accurate and devoid of political implications. But right now, it's kind of a shorthand, and I use it for that reason. Okay, but now on to the on to the idea of how black. Hold on, let me ask you. Hold on, hold on, let me answer you on this. We well, we as a contingent of people, even if it's a small number, we choose not to use it because the change has to start somewhere. The evolution has to start somewhere, and breaking away from these things. And just because these people can take a study or a course and okay it around the world and basically put themselves up on pedestals and give themselves titles, when nine times most of the stuff that they're calling scientific and anthropological fact is basically stuff they're making up. Because if you don't, if you're not actually out there doing the test yourself, coming up with answers yourself or coming yourself, you don't really have anything to go against what they're saying. So you're just going to accept what they're saying because, like you said, you have not come up with anything to replace it. But logic and rational thinking will replace it like the fact that we just set up here and said, we're not calling ourselves black or Negro because it's not correct. Our skin is not black. Our description is in the 1828 uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary of who the real Americans are. You look up 1828 Merriam-Webster Dictionary of who the real Americans are, the real natives, the copper-colored races of the Americas. That's what those are the people who are falsely being called black people. Our skin is copper-colored. We don't have black skin. All right. I'll, okay. I'll, okay. I'll concede. I'll concede that much to you. I'll, you know that. Yes. Uh, that that it, that is fair to, and accurate to say. But I, I, look, I, there's some hills I'm willing to die on, but that's not one of them. I'm not saying other people shouldn't deal with it. Fine, they can deal with it. For me, it's not something I'm willing to die on. I mean, it's just something I bring up. 
I may debate a little bit, but I'm not willing to doubt. I'm more concerned. I'm more concerned with the title of your show, "Why the Beast is Going to Be Destroyed for Slavery," when people today, as we live here today, are ignoring the implications of modern-day slavery and all its horrors. It has a modern-day tinge. It's not precisely the same as the chattel slavery that black people underwent in the 19th, 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries here in the United States, North American continent, continent South America, the Caribbean, and in some places in Africa. It's not the same, but it's okay. akin to it. And this is what okay. I'm more concerned about. And the, many okay, of the very you... same people who bleed about the depredations of slavery in the 19th century are turning a complete blind eye and even cooperating with modern-day slave masters. And I would submit to you that if you ever have the occasion to wonder how people could have been complicit and uh, engineered the awful system that was chattel slavery back then, then I would ask you to simply look at the people who are kowtowing and collaborating with modern-day slave masters, and there you will have your answer. Well, who's who's the modern-day slave master? The drug, the, the slave traffickers and human traffickers at the southern border of the United States and throughout the rest of Central America, the slavers in Mauritania and Africa, and particularly those horrid slavers in communist China that are aided and abetted by the likes of Nike, Major League Baseball, the NFL, LeBron James, and the NBA, amongst others, and all kind of corporations here in the good old USA. Well, that's what I say. They're all making say, big money off these modern-day slavers. Okay, and this is what I said when I started out earlier. I said that the effects of slavery are still going on even in modern day, and you still see uh, the, certain, uh, the Caucasians, you still see the Asians coming up on this, and you see certain black people that are taking part in this. That are, So when I make reference to the beast, I'm talking about all of them. Black, okay. white, Asian, and all that. Because we are aware that, that slavery long preceded the, United, the establishment of the United States of America. I mean, long preceded it. But here was one singular distinction between the United States and the major countries of Western civilization and all slavery and slave nations and slave cultures in the past. And that was an organized, established political and philosophical movement to end it. That was a distinction. Not that they didn't do it. Not that uh, a, a shadow slavery in the United States didn't have a unique, horrific quality all its own. But the fact that there was a, um, a an institution to destroy it and end it, to include even during the time they were having slavery trading going on in the United States, the Royal Navy and the United States Navy were sending squadrons of ships to intercept and hang slave traders on the high seas, which they did. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, a lot of people don't really understand slavery because you keep using the term chattel slavery as in bringing people in slave ships. Very small number of people were bought from Africa, like under a little under 4 to 5% of people were bought from Africa. The actual slaves in this country, the people who were made slaves, were people who were already here because this is what the Caucasians and the Europeans did. They would go into countries. Where there was so where the population was predominantly so-called quote-unquote black people, and they would start ingratiating themselves with certain people, and you know take sides, and the next thing you know they work their way into the country, and then 
Next thing you know, they're setting up a slave society, bringing more people in. So they come in and they enslave the people. They don't bring people into the country that's into those countries. That's a lie. The whole chattel slavery thing of bringing people on slaves, because that's not economically sound, nor is it logically sound, because you're not going to spend time trying to teach people to speak a language and work. I don't care how much you beat them. So the slaves that were here in America were already here in America already. They just kidnapped people and put them in slavery. That's why if you look at the story of Solomon Northup, and he talk about how after 12 years of slave, how he was a free, so, so-called free black man who was kidnapped and put into slavery. That's how um, so-called black people got put into slavery, not from those slave ships in Africa. Well, my understanding of the meaning of chattel slavery is that uh, you, you, you're, the slave is literally the legal property of the slave owner, and you can be born into it as a condition of your birth. Now, that's my understanding of chattel slavery. Uh, you know, that in some respects, uh, North American and uh, British slavery in the Caribbean and in South America, under the Spanish and elsewhere, that was something that was unique about uh, uh, Western-style civilization. Now, that's my understanding of it. Now, if I'm in error, no, I don't think they, so. I've read a lot about it, and I've read a lot about it from many scholars on slavery. Well, again, uh, That you can actually be born into slavery, not just captured, enslaved, and allowed to manumit yourself through your labor, and you're never really considered property as such. In the United States, you literally were a part of the property of a state like a plow or a horse. Okay, but that's a, that's a law that they passed for the people who were already here in this country. The behavior that black people, so-called black people get, in, I'm just using the term so-called, so-called black people get in this country is because they are the true natives of this country, not because they were brought here on slave ships. You always do that. People will always do that. When they come, when the presser class of people come in, their whole mindset is to come into a place and take hold of the people and the place. That's the people, place, and possession. They take hold of those people and then make up these laws, these, make up these laws, and next thing you know, they come up with all these uh, 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 things talking about how it's okay for them to own people and all this other business. And like I said, we're being treated, black, so-called black people are treated like this because they are the natives of this land, not because they, are, they were bought from someplace else. All right. Well, you you are aware that the United States Constitution forbade the importation of slaves after the year 1808, and there okay, were people so who were sanctioned doing so when they were caught. Okay. Okay. And you know why they did that? Because they got tired of those slave ships coming over here, and most of those slaves they would come over here. They would be rebelling, and they would be fighting and whatnot. Most of those tribal Africans they tried to bring over here, they couldn't quote unquote so called civilize them or basically slave break them into being slaves. So they wanted to stop bringing them over here, and their idea was just to enslave the um, native so called black people that was already over here and started calling them Africans and black. That's where the terminology came from because they didn't want, you know, they didn't want so called black people at a certain point to be known as the natives of this country. But I proved to you prior to um, prior to. Uh, 1828, the uh, definition for an American, a Native American, was a so-called black person, the copper-colored race. That's not Indian. That's not so-called Indians, the Mongoloid Indians, you see, because they're not copper-colored. All right. Um, well, I, look, I read the debates on the Constitution that were available from the notes taken at the time of the contemporary um, uh, re- uh, um, stenographers and recorders. And uh, it was it was the most single contentious part of the debates on the Constitution. 
I mean, nothing was more hotly, no single issue was more hotly contested than the debate on slavery and whether or not to continue it. By no means was there unanimous uh, consent on its continuation uh, from the British colonies. They actually compromised on it because neither side got what they wanted. The slavers didn't get what they wanted, and anti-slavery didn't. They had a compromise just so they could make the 13 colonies become one nation. They had the Northwest Ordinance, amongst other things. They had the, uh, uh, the, act, uh, the act of 1847 that limited uh, uh, the, the spread of slavery. Everything in this nation was constantly going back and forth with an argument about slavery because, after all, slavery predated the establishment of the United States. Great Britain was allowing slavery in its colonies. Great Britain, not the United States. And, uh, you know, it's like when anything else you just try to abruptly take from people, it's kind of difficult to get them to do it. Slavery was a universal institution everywhere in the world at the time, and I mean everywhere. Okay. So, so I'm just saying, saying look, I'm what, not what, saying what, it's what good. But the term, but the, term, but the term slave originally comes from the word Slav or Slavic, which is Caucasian people, yes. the word Slavic or slave. So when you look up slave today, they don't show you those Slavic or white people because you had white people in slavery going back further and whatnot before slavery. Because you had white people and so you had different races of people. But why, when you type in the word slave, you only see black people, so-called black people? Uh, there's a reason for that. You know, and, and I think that you're right. I agree Brother, with you I'm there. That's inappropriate. But slavery is a universal institution. It's not just well, something that was applied against black people. I'll tell you what the reason for that is. The reason for that is is because they want the future generations, when they think slave, meaning the future generation, young so-called black children, white, whatever the case may be, when they think slave, they want you to always think so-called black people. That's done purposely. That's why when you Google slave, what you see is black people. They don't tell you about the Slavic people or the original white slave. They ain't doing all that. No, the they Janissaries, they the uh, Ottoman Empire, and all the they other forms of slavery. They don't want slavery linked yeah. to white people. In other words, they'll say yeah, like, if it's a slavery thing, they'll say white slavery or something like that. They'll say white slavery, but the term slave, they automatically put so-called black people in. Well, well, well I think there's more than just the reason of uh, insidious reasons for that. I mean, look, I mean, if, look, the, 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 slavery is the United States' uh, worst original sin, Okay. It's only reasonable to expect that there be an undue emphasis upon, uh, again, the term I'm using is simply for shorthand and convenience, black slavery in the United States. There's a, that's the reason for it, because it was unique to the United States, and that's the focus of most people's uh, interest and knowledge. And not saying that's right, because you should have a more universal education, but it is. Now, I've read an awful lot. I mean, a lot. I've got a lot of books, and I've got a lot of books about Roman slavery. And much, and even though they had some black slaves, most of the slaves were Caucasoid or or Asiatic. And 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 um, you know, I've read a lot about the form of slavery, style of slavery they practiced. So I mean, I, I mean, I, it, it, I mean, it, it, the the slavery is the, the know about slavery and all its permutations is easily obtainable to anyone who cares to do the research, and that's part of the problem that our educational system is so abysmally horrid. People with college degrees are hideously educated, and I thank God every day of my life I didn't go to college except for six months. I'm well, well, God. Well, well, I was well, able well, to educate say, myself well, infinitely better than I would have been had I been indoctrinated to some damn college somewhere. 
Okay, but and I and I agree with you on that. And I have to, you know, move on with the call because it's getting a little long. Okay. Just, you know. Um, All right. Well, good. Well, look, it was good talking to you. I appreciate the rational okay. discussion, even though we may not agree. But uh, okay. I, you know, I think so. Many of your points are worth considering. I made some notes, and uh, I hope you'll consider some of mine. Okay. Thank you. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Good. All right. Yeah. Um, let me just say this. You know, it's all about what's right or what's righteous. And like I said, you had so-called black people participate. You had white people participate. You had everybody participate in this. And like I said, for the black people's part in this, this is the judgment they're getting right now for participating and so-called black people participating in their own uh, in their own oppression to this point. They participate in their own oppression because how you allow people to oppress you in your own land. Because for all it, but what I hear, the guy was just on saying he didn't know anything about how our people were the first, the real natives here. He said he did all this studying, but how you think that our people were brought here on slave ships and that we are African and all this? That's 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 nothing but a bunch of lies and propaganda. So if that's what you study, sir, you need to go back and study. That's incorrect. We didn't come over here on any slave ship. We're the only real Native Americans. We are. And see, until these old people, these older people start acknowledging that and stop coming with this half-baked idea of how we need to study and have understanding. No, it's no study. It's nothing that needs to be studied. It's nothing that needs to be. It's not like something that's totally, you know, hard to figure out. You had people who allowed their people, you know, a portion of their people to be overtaken, allowed themselves to be, under, you know, overtaken and brought into submission in their own land. Simple as that. For trusting people. It all goes back to trust. We trusted the wrong people. You see, that's what I get to, and this is why we're being punished. This is why the beast is being destroyed because, again, he was supposed to be the, you know, Part of the judgment, our judgment was to go into slavery because we trusted the wrong people. So we deserved it. We deserved it, and we do not deserve reparations for that. We deserve this as a lifelong lesson. We need this to burn deep. We need this to burn deep within us, and it needs to burn deep within our children. We need to constantly remind them of where they come from, who they are, and where we must go mentally and where we came from. This is what I'm talking about. It's not going to, nothing's going to be accomplished by coming with all this so-called history, all this fake history and fake science the white man's making up as he go along because he's the same one who one minute who, who will tell you, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a homosexual or lesbian according to some studies or some nonsense. They, they just make up things and try to, you know, articulate it nice and put the, you know, put the, uh, um, the, um, academic, you know, credentials on it and we you know, we get caught up in that. All the technical talk, all that that's 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 just a bunch of, you know, double talk. You know. We don't get to, we don't stick to the point. Which is our people, because of their stupidity, because of their ignorance, because of their um failure to see the bigger picture, this is why we went into slavery. And this was our punishment. And no, we don't deserve any reparations for our punishment. Our punishment is that we trusted. Our punishment is that we embraced people, the wrong people. We trusted the wrong people, and we paying for it. 
and the payment is almost over. The payment is almost, the debt is almost complete. Our punishment is almost over. Now, the beast, he's going to get punished because of what he did during slavery. The so-called white man and you so-called black people. When I refer to the beast, I'm talking about you so-called white people, you so-called black people that help them. Y'all part of the beast as well. You got the mind of the beast, and I've been saying this. You see, this is not a black against white thing or white against black thing because both are guilty, both black and white are guilty. I said before, I said they always want to try and shift it to whereas, oh, you know, uh, they want the so-called blacks to get on the whites about this and the black and white. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with color. It has everything to do with righteousness and judgment. That's what it has to do with. Let me take a quick call. 424. Yo, Anubis, uh, I like how you just said that uh, we don't deserve, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Anubis? All right, uh, I'll just reflect the comment you just said. You know, I, I like how you said that uh, our people don't deserve reparations for our judgment, and that is very true. Uh, we don't deserve reparations for what happened to us in slavery because we were serving judgment of the Amun. Do you believe that? That is the reason why the beast will never give reparations because he knows that we were under judgment from Amen. Amen allowed that to happen to us. Yeah, and when he does, and when he listen, a lot of white people they used to say back there, you know, God punished our people. We was punished by the God, God that punished, and we went into slavery and the white people. They right, the white man was right about that. I agree, we were punished, and we were punished, and we went into slavery not because of our. In complexion, not because of nothing else, but because we were stupid enough to trust them. That's why. We, we You don't get reparations for being stupid. You don't get reparations for being naive. You see, not the oldest people on the planet. The oldest people on the planet should be the wisest people on the planet. But like I said, they get stupid and they forget. You see, like black people do today, they got very short exactly. memories. You see, so you don't deserve, you don't deserve, uh, like I said, when when you was a child in school and you did stupid stuff, did your parents reward you or did they punish you? Hmm? They punish you. Okay, well, there exactly. you go. Exactly, they punish you. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? When you said black people have short-term memory, that's very true. Because every time you see something happen to our people, like when the police shoot down a so-called black man, our people be acting like they shocked. They, they acting like this is brand new. They get shocked and they start marching. I'm like, this shit been going on for hundreds of years. Why do black people still act surprised when we encounter situations like that? They still act like this shit is new. Because they got short-term memories, black people, so-called black people. This is what, when you when you sitting up here and nobody think about this, if you're sitting up here and you're not even questioning why you're being called black people, what does that tell you? This met this gentleman that was just on the phone, he's 69 years old. He did not question it once until I brought it to him about us, why we being called black people. He didn't even think about that. Our skin is not black. He didn't even think about that. Yeah, he claimed he did all this studying. He's a learned person. He don't even know why he's being called a black man or why he calling himself a black man. He don't even know that. You see? Exactly. And a lot of those, and a lot of those older people, they still, and a lot of those older black folks, they still believe in that Jesus stuff. They still involved in the Christianity. I have a lot of family members who are older, and they still involved in that Christianity and religion. 
and they don't want to hear anything besides that. Our ancestors, our older, even our even our old relatives or our ancestors, they're the reason why our people are in the situation we're in now. It's our older people and our ancestors. Uh, they still want to hang on to those old traditions. They don't. They won't let go. So it's up to mm-hmm. our future generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. I said, he these people, like I said, they are these things are ingrained in the minds of these people. And like I said, you know, they're not going to e- evolve mentally. So that is where the punishment lies. Like I said. You know, they're being punished. The so-called white people are going to be punished for their degeneracy and um, meeting out the slavery to our people. Because, yeah, we were supposed to go into slavery, but we weren't supposed to have our men raped and the women raped. But, you know, then again, I think about it, maybe that was, that, that was harsh punishment for what we did. That was the harshest punishment. This was allowed to happen to our people because yeah. of what we did, because we trusted these people. We trusted them. You see, sometimes you have to get a hard exactly. lesson in life and whatnot, so that and if you come through it, if you if you if you're able to come through it and you're able to come and and, and be intact somewhat, you know, you must always think I'm never going to revisit this again. But look at the so-called black race; they ain't learned their lesson. They ain't learned. They ain't learned their lesson. Not at all. Because, because exactly. we wouldn't still be having this conversation. You said we wouldn't still be having this conversation, and our people would be a lot better off in, a, in their level of understanding about what just took place, what they allowed to happen, than they would, and we'd be, and we would be a lot more on cold and collectively together under a whole mindset. And we should always be trying to embrace something that is mentally greater and uplifting to take us out of it, instead of trying to, you know, like the older gentleman did, trying to basically. Explain away what happened, and I don't, I don't care about all the technical talk. You're saying what? Then these laws and all these, these people exactly. are not fit. These people are not fit to pass laws. These people are a bunch of animals, and they were not fit to pass any laws. The founding fathers, all these people, are animals. It's like that. Because if, if black people did that, exactly. if black people did that to them, if they built this country on slavery of white people. They would be the white people would be in revolt. They'd be calling black people all kind of niggers and animals. All the so-called founding fathers would be niggers and animals and everything else. But they expect you to respect these people. You see? Right, right. You know what? I, just, I don't respect. I just them. want to say one more thing. I, let me just say I don't respect them or the black people that helped them. I don't respect none. Again, because this ain't just thrown at. White people. I'm not. I don't want to come off on this. Oh, we anti-white. We I'm anti. I'm anti anything that's not righteous. I don't care if they white, black, whatever. Black people, so-called black people, took part in this as well, and they need to be punished as well. And they have still got black people today still been involved in this, holding back their people. Of course. Celebrities and all these people. What are celebrities doing now? Celebrities telling black people to take the vaccine. Oh, you just took it out of my mind. There you go. Celebrities tell us black folks don't bad thing. Exactly, yeah. See, that's why, what did I just say to the older gentleman? I said the same slave mentality, the same spirit of 
that coon spirit of, you know, oh, let's welcome them in. It's the same, they're the same people that was back then welcoming the, the white people and all these other races of people in. It's the same people telling you to take the vaccine now. Same same sellout, same coon, Sambo, Uncle Tom's, Aunt Jemima, the same thing, same it's spirit is still here. So that's why I say that. And the only reason, and the only reason you even have black celebrities is because they know that they need to have a certain amount of black people on a high pedestal because black people are only going to listen to black people who are on a high pedestal. So that's what they use black celebrities for to convince black people to do things. Every time something happens, what do black celebrities do? You got them, you know, showing about supporting gay rights. Black celebrities pretty much follow the whole liberal narrative, and they convince their own people to follow those same narrative as well. Black Lives Matter, gay rights, vaccinations, it's all the same liberal shit, you know? You know who's a good example of that? Nick Cannon. Go look at Nick Coonan. Um, that's his new name now, Nick Coonan. Go look at Nick Coonan on, uh, uh, not Nick Cannon, Nick Coonan on the Corey Oakley show, the last one, 5150. You want to see some master ass-kissing and Coonan? Look at Nick Cannon. They just read, they just, you know, they just did a whole new, you know, version of buck breaking on him. He just, that was just sad to watch. But anyway, listen, brother, I got to go. Hey. Thank, Thank you, you. Nuba. I appreciate you. Have a good night, brother. You too. All right, let me go and answer these questions. All right, what is the real reason why the beast is going to be destroyed for slavery? Just for the degeneracy y'all did, the raping, the you know, uh, uh, the men, the women. See, y'all don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with the degenerate things you did. They, they want to make slavery like Gone with the Wind, where there was just a bunch of happy black-ass donkeys working for them and picking cotton, and just so happy to be slaves and whatnot. That's what they – that's they, the sanitized version. They don't want the version, the real version, where they was raping women, raping children, raping men, and, and basically whipping people to death, killing people in all kinds of torturous ways and things like that. That they don't want to deal with. You know, they don't want to hear that part. They don't want to. They should embrace all of that. If they're going to talk about slavery, embrace all that. Now this country's up here. They're trying to lie to my black people wasn't slaves and they was indentured servants and they worked here. This is the new lie they're trying to push. So again, these people are liars, man. It's another reason why they're going to be destroyed for slavery because you lied about it. If you if you know you was the ju- the arm of judgment against our people by the Most High, which is Amin the True Lord. If Amin allowed these these people to punish our people for breaking the law, and we did break the law by trusting you, by mixing with you, by being with you. We broke the law. We broke the laws of the Most High, which is Amen. This is And so be it. This is what it is, and we don't deserve no reparations for it. But we did receive a powerful lesson, not to fuck with y'all ever again. Why, why did our people go into slavery? Because they're in the beast they trust. And these white people, they trusted. And these black people, they are beasts too who trusted in the beast. See, beasts know the beast, and they will sell their people to the beast all the time, like the brother brought up about these niggas with his vaccination. Those are the beasts, right? I consider them the part of beast as well. They're the black beast. Are people still in, are people still in slavery? Of course. Submentally, they're still in submission to the beast. You see, the black and the white. But see, this is a spiritual thing that has a hold on white, black, and everything else. Again, I'm not standing up on this black. You know, we black and non, man. Black people are a big part of the problem as well. And until people start admitting that, like I said, they are—they have decided to be uh, a co-conspirators in their own people's oppression. I'm gonna just say it like that. They don't talk about the black people that helped the uh, helped Emmett, helped the uh, uh, the white men that killed Emmett Till. They don't want to talk about that part. 
should uh, our people be um, get reparations for slavery? No, you shouldn't pay. Shouldn't get paid for being stupid. And you know, again, again, we needed that lesson. See, if you see, if you give the people the money, then it's like, okay, the debt is repaid, everything's forgiven. No, it should never be forgiven or forgotten. And I said, you shouldn't use it as some kind of angst or anything to harm people, but what you should use it as is a reason not to ever fuck with them again. I'd use that word, don't fuck with these people. Leave them alone. Don't mix your seed with these people. Don't let them, don't, don't, don't do anything other than business if you got to with these people because they're not to be trusted. Simple as that. What uh, what does the um, what is the outcome uh, of this mean for the evolution of our people? That we got a little bit smarter, a lot smarter, and because we don't trust anymore, because we're only supposed to trust in Amen in reality, and that's it. We trusted in the beast and not Amen. Simply put. And then we're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And Amen we trust and Amen we thank and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Minkaris. This has been Intellect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
understand it now. We'll try standing over. Seven box sets, reppin' 16 years. This rap career ain't work. It's the life in between bedtime. Till the next set time and date. Know the name and salute them dudes. From the nutrient and rap when they cook them food. Gotta be like 18 million heads served. Should imagine if there wasn't no us, huh? So I'd like to take the time to shout out to JB. Next on my list is the tribe called Quest. I see for my queen, Moni Love, Dread, and Mr. Long. G. Ali, hold your head, God bless. Never ring case. The permanent cat in this rap shit. Y'all are just temporary lick-ons. Fading in the days to come. Uh-huh. While the names they lie and the legacy built lives on. Sing it out now. Sending you a message, y'all. Through the music. 